Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hello Stem Cells at Lunch Digested listeners. I am Jessica Sells, Public Engagement Officer for the CSCRM. I'm joined for today's episode by Dr Caitlin Spillane, a lecturer in experimental biophysics from the King's College London Biological Physics and Soft Matter Group. Her research focuses on biophysical aspects of the immune cell behaviour. Hello and thank you for joining us today. Thanks very much for having me. Um, Could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how your career path led you to your current position as lecturer here at King's? Yes, so I think I've had kind of an unusual career trajectory. So I started um, when I went to university at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. I was originally a music major um, and the reason for that was just because I really liked music and I majored in saxophone performance. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool and it was a lot of fun and I, it's one of the best things I ever did. I met a lot of really great people. Um, and the reason I did that was because in the States you can, you can major in a sense. So, so I wanted to go to medical school was essentially yeah. what I wanted to do when I was, when I was a kid. And in the States, you can major in whatever you want at university and still go to medical school as long as you take certain core required classes, which include biology and chemistry and physics. And so I was like, all right, well, I'll just do music because that's what I like. And I'll just take the classes I need on the side and then I'll go to medical school and it'll all be great. Um, But then I so I started taking the chemistry classes that were required um, and I just really loved them. I had a couple of really great teachers and. I decided oh, wow. that, you know, chemistry might actually be really cool. And so I started um, working in a, in a lab as an undergraduate researcher, um, got really into doing research. I had a, a supervisor who just kind of like let me loose in the lab and let me do whatever <laughs> I wanted to, which great. isn't normal, but it was awesome. Um, and yeah, so, so then I decided to um, go to um, graduate school for chemistry. And so I then went to the University of California, Berkeley. Um, where I was um, studying, so I was a physical chemist and I was using spectroscopy to study basically how proteins move on really fast time scales. So mm-hmm. there are a lot of proteins that become activated in response to light. And so rhodopsin is one of them, which is a protein in your eye, which allows you to, to see. And another one is phytochrome, which are proteins that are in um, plants and bacteria and are um, uh, play a role in uh, photosynthesis, for instance. And so I was studying basically how these proteins move when light interacts with them. Mm. Um, and so that kind of got me interested in biophysics. Um, but then when I went to do a postdoc, I was like, well, surely I should just do something entirely different because why not? <laughs> so I went and decided I was going to do microscopy. So I, that's when I moved to England and um, I went to the University of Oxford. And we were designing or we're developing there a new type of uh, microscope that basically let us uh, look at really small things move on really fast timescales. So how does a lipid move in a membrane? How does a protein move in a membrane or along a, an actin filament? Um, and we can really just watch these processes happening in real time on you know these amazing tiny scales. And I just thought that was so cool. Um, and then a long trajectory isn't it so then (laughs) yeah so then and then finally but then I was like well can we do this in the cell right because we were using all these really model systems because we were physical chemists and um you know so we were kind of using the simplest systems we could and then you know we didn't have the expertise in the lab to to do anything with cells and so then again I made kind of another crazy career move where I was like well surely I need to do another postdoc in biology so that I can learn how to work (laughs) with cells so I went to an immunology lab, 
Yeah, you've yeah. done a, you've done a <laughs> lot of different disciplines. I've just kind of like been all over the place. Things. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so I went to an immunology lab, and uh, you know, I remember interviewing with my with who you know uh, who became my advisor, and um, he was talking to me about these cells called B cells, and I had no idea what these cells were. Um, but he still, for some reason, hired me. And so, <laughs> you know, so I ended up, it ended up being a really great four years that I spent in his lab um, learning about B cells, learning about how they interact with their environment and kind of trying to be, bring a bit of biophysics into that. And so then now, finally, as a lecturer um, at King's, I'm trying to combine my um, experience with biophysics, with imaging, with, um, you know, immune cells and, and focusing on immune cell behavior and how they interact with what's around them. Basically. And combining all of that kind of various disciplines into a holistic approach, yeah. which sounds really cool. And so um, for the listeners who may not know, what actually is biophysics? I mean, it sounds pretty impressive itself. Uh, yeah, biophysics, it's pretty cool and it's an, inc- it's an incredibly broad area of science, um, but in general it's really the application of tools from physics and chemistry, um, to the application of biological systems. So trying to understand Mm -hmm. how proteins function, how cells migrate, how, I don't know, how tissues come together to form these multicellular structures. And um, it's, but kind of using tools like microscopy or nanotechnology, so designing new materials, you know, designing force sensors, basically trying to understand physical aspects of these biological systems. And so um, how do you harness these techniques in this field to look specifically at immune cells? So the cells that I, the the specific immune cells that I work with are called B cells and um, they become activated when they recognize a a pathogen, a foreign substance that's on typically the surface of another cell. And one of the ways that they can tell that the substance is there is that they constantly push and pull on their surroundings and if they essentially grab onto a pathogen and it, and it holds on, then that's kind of a, a signal to them that there's something going on here and they need to stop and investigate it. Something that shouldn't be there, essentially. Exactly, yeah. And so I, I um, develop these uh, what are called molecular force sensors, um, which allow us to measure the strength of these forces that are occurring on very tiny length scales. Um, and so, and the way that the force sensors work is they're made of um, a molecule, oftentimes uh, DNA, um, but it can also be a polymer, and when the molecule gets stretched, um, it lights up under a, a microscope because there's a fluorophore okay. attached to it. Mm. And so when we combine these sensors with microscopy, with fluorescence microscopy, we can essentially see the forces being generated in real time, and we can quantify those forces. We can see where and when the forces are generated, how the forces change in response to the environment. And so it kind of gives us a, a good picture of what the cell is doing and how it's adapting to what's around it. What made you decide to focus on immune cells? It was pure luck, and it, it was just, be- <laughs> it was, it really was. It was because I had done that second postdoc in an immunology lab, and I worked with an advisor who just, he loved B cells, and he inspired me to also love B cells, and um, they're, they're really cool from a biophysics perspective because they're, they're really tiny, so they're hard to work with, and I like a challenge, right? <laughs> and they're really dynamic, they're always moving around, they're always doing something, and so, and that requires a lot of coordination in terms of like how the proteins move and signal and come together into these larger complexes and how, you know, actin filaments kind of like redirect the, you know, motion of the cell. There's just kind of like a lot going on that we can study. 
and lots um, of things that are dependent on other factors that can influence their behaviors yeah exactly and that's just something that like a biophysicist loves right yeah. there's just like so <laughs> many things that we can look at with these cells and so what about the outcomes of this research um how will that kind of impact the public or how they see what this has come from sure so the so the um, so the B cells uh, that, that I work with, these are the cells that, um, so their main role in an immune response is to produce antibodies and also provide um, uh, long-term memory against uh, disease. And these are really powerful mechanisms for basically keeping you healthy. And it's one of the uh, main ways of how vaccines work, for instance. So when you, when you are given a vaccination, you're essentially tricking your immune system into seeing that it, a pathogen you, mm -hmm. So your immune system thinks that a pathogen is there, your B cells think that a pathogen is there, and it kicks into gear, and then it produces all these antibodies that target that pathogen. Now, you don't get sick from a vaccine because it's not a real pathogen, but your immune system now has kind of built up this defense. Yeah. Um, and so then if you ever do then get the pathogen in, in, in real life, then, you know, you kind of are, are it's ready to go. Um, and so by understanding kind of how B cells recognize these antigens and how they kind of kick into gear and can you know, generate these responses, we might be able to uh, generate and engineer better vaccines that can target diseases that you know, currently can't be vaccinated against like HIV or malaria. That's awesome, thank you. Finally, what is your favorite part of working in science? I have two favorite things <laughs> about working in science. So one is that you can, um, study so many different things and I think it's clear from my very long career path um, and <laughs> just varied career path that you can really just work on anything that you're interested in right because mm -hmm. it's just there there are problems everywhere and so um, you know it's, it's kind of easy to in many ways to just kind of like change your trajectory as you go as, as things interest you and pop up and the other thing is the people um, scientists are awesome and one thing <laughs> that's and one thing that's really great about science is that it kind of it breaks down barriers in a lot of ways because you know it brings together people from all over the world working on common problems and it's like all the other stuff just doesn't matter right yeah. and it's just this it's yeah i've just met like amazing people i have friends all over the world now i see them at conferences it's oh that's yeah amazing. it's it's just it's, it's, cool. it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun Oh, lovely. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and thank you for listening to this week's episode. Check out our website, follow us on Twitter and Instagram on at KCL Stem Cells, on Facebook at CSCRM to find out more about our research and upcoming events. Mm -hmm.